Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hard now. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we have a wonderful show scheduled for you tonight, and a show that um, I really titled um, "Opioid Crisis in Urban Cities," which means new laws and longer sentences. And this has come across in the past uh, couple of years, uh, but it, it, it is quiet as it kept. Not many people. Um, are talking about it. And that's a mighty shame. Because this crisis, this opioid crisis that is, we know how it has played um, suburbia in the white community. It, it has affected uh, the, the white community in a massive way. Um, you're talking um, roughly 900 white Americans dying per day uh, for the last eight to ten years uh, due to the opioid crisis, and that's that, that that's how serious it is, man. You talk about that many people dying on a, a daily basis uh, due to this crisis. So what we know is that urban cities across America are now in opioid crises, but not like the white opioid crises uh, with the prescription pills. Uh, But this one is through heroin and other types of low-income drugs. Uh, That means that now the attorney general, I call him Jeff Tildes Sessions, uh, that is, uh, he along with the Department of Justice, uh, they have begun to create an all-out war on the black communities. And they're going to be doing major drug raids, uh, just like they did back in the 90s with Bill Clinton and this crack epidemic they did when they housed um, hundreds of thousands of, of, of black and brown 
actually millions of black and brown uh, people uh, through the uh, justice system, criminal justice system. And what I'm telling you people is they're going to be putting millions of African-Americans, particular uh, women, black women, young boys and girls and men, and this is warfare. This is not a game. This is not a game. And the, the fact that everybody now is so busy, all caught up in the, the Black Panther uh, movie, exceeds over a billion dollars, which is a wonderful thing. A shout out to the brother Ryan Coogler, the director of that film, and all the uh, supporting cast members. And then uh, Oprah has a has a movie out with uh, I think it's Avery Duvernay, Ava Duvernay. Uh, that is, she's a, a African American director. A call a wrinkle in time, and as they say, first time in history, you you have two uh, black movies that are at the box office number one and two. But listen, people don't get excited about that. They've always known that one thing black folks will spend a lot of money on is entertainment, particularly. Movies. And I'm going to read a quote from one of the senators who just a couple of years ago, before Black Panther and Richard Tavian came out, said that the reason why they don't, they don't want to uh, no longer give out welfare or any type of aid to mothers because black folks just going to spend, spend it on, on, on liquor, weed, and movies. So don't get all up in arms like this is some monumental thing that we're doing. Because what white folks are saying is, we don't, we don't give a damn about you going to see Black Panther. <laughs> the money coming back to us. Yeah, yeah you, you know, you may feel good for a few hours, maybe a couple of days, and you'll be saying one kind of forever. But at the end of the day, the wealth never changes hands. And again, what am I ashamed that is, man? So we're going to be talking about the op- opioid crises in African American uh, communities, but 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 this thing it, it has a, a head of its own, man. It, it, it's not it's not just um, uh, the opioid crisis. See. When the devil come at you, he come at you on all sides. As the old folks would say, when the devil the, the devil comes in like a flood. These white folks just don't 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 hit you on one side. Oh no. You got a multitude of school closing closings statewide. Black folks who got A one credit being denied to buy homes because they're trying to steer you on where they want you to live now. They got this thing called, I forgot what they call it, something bombing, where now these people who who own uh, these uh, dilapidated buildings in, in urban cities and communities, they're paying people, professionals, to go out and set these houses on fire to get your ass out of there. Pardon my French. All over uh, Philadelphia, New York City, Alabama, Georgia, 
and got you thinking, oh, that must have been a crackhead. No. They are burning us out of our own areas. And here in Atlanta, they got this this place called the uh, West End. Um, very, very uh, culturally uh, undeveloped area. And for, for decades, man, I'm talking probably probably in the 70s, 60s and 70s, uh, folks been trying to come into the uh, West End and you had Mayor Jackson, Andrew Young, God bless his soul, and uh, Bill Campbell and uh, Shirley Franklin, all of them on. All of them have leading up to um, uh, Ms. Keisha Bottoms coming to the West End and develop uh, some uh, positive things for African Americans in that area. And, and, and time after time, they didn't want no dealings with it. And now you have a multitude of uh, companies uh, uh, out of state, of course, Arizona, California, uh, business owners who are buying up the West End and about to turn that thing into condos and 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 and, and um, high rises and so forth. And all the Negroes who who, who are generational ignorant, they're about to move their asses out of there. And you go see them on TV crying racism. Hey, racism! Because when you have these black folks in there trying to help you, you don't want no help. You didn't want them to do anything about the crime in here because that was your boy. And you were in denial. And now, now you got a new mayor who piggybacking off of the former mayor, Cassie Reed, and that brother, may God bless his soul, he's been selling Atlanta, the whole area, like a fire sale. And not worry about you. And, and, and what he's saying is, hell, you have 50-some years to get your shit together. You decide not to. Now I got some people in, who want to create big jobs and businesses in Atlanta. What am I going to do? Say no? And, and let the West End stay dilapidated and, 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 and crying with them? No. To the highest bidder. And that, that means your great-grandmama had an old house over there you know, dilapidated, she got to go. Throw her a few bones, and off she goes. And again, this thing is this thing is deeper than black folks thinking. And, and the people all on Facebook talking about, oh, you know, start your own business, you know, oh, be your own boss. You know, all these things are wonderful. But let me ask you something. All these people, they got, got you taking business classes and all this kind of stuff. Or, you know, join my, you know, my, my uh, business class and learn how to be an entrepreneur. Let me ask you something. Why haven't them Negroes built one damn thing in anybody's neighborhood? Not even with a one-day state. Everything is online. What kind of shit is that? And you're buying it. My point to say all this is very simple. God did not make us individual people. He made us out of oneness. He wanted us to have communication, relationships, 
years ago. And black folks have gotten educated and, 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 and saw how white man made money and makes money. And now they're doing the same thing. And that's why we're failing. Yeah, there's a lot of people are millionaires. Yes. But one thing a white man know, give, give, give the nigga money, he'll never have his own. They know they already. So don't flatter yourself by, by saying, here's how I made $40,000 into $400,000. He you know you're not going to do a damn thing for, for your people. <laughs> you're going to take that $400,000, flip that money, and drive your ass to a white neighborhood and put your money over there on that side of town. So all this stuff, you, you're getting accolades on SS magazines, and, ooh, she's the first black female, and, and, and there's nothing black about you but, but the color of your skin. God is watching you, people. This is exploitation of your own fucking people. And if I sound angry, that's because I am, because I've been sitting there watching this, this smut for damn near eight to ten years. And it's sickening. And they worry about Umar. Umar didn't. Why your ass ain't built no school? You got millions of black people that got way more money than Umar. Why they ain't built one damn school? I'm not talking about a damn charter school. I'm talking about an African center school. And the ones that that all around, they weren't built by people that had a lot of money. They were pe- they were built by people who had who had the love and care for their people. So what we know is when when, when black folks gain wealth, they don't help their own people. So knock off the bull crap with all the support black business and buy black because you're full of shit. As soon, as soon as you hit seven figures, you're going straight to Gucci and Paris and the Bentley. And nothing about that is black. I'm going to take this commercial break and try to calm myself down. All this buffoonery of people selling themselves and selling their souls for a damn nickel, pimping their own damn people. And all, all on social media smiling and smirking. And you ain't got a damn building to walk, in, to, to walk into. What the hell is wrong with you? All on YouTube and you stream smiling and shit and talking about, yeah, I want you to donate $5 to my, my campaign. I got your mind. What kind of God you serve? What are your damn mind? And shame on you people but for falling for all that okie doke. We'll take this brief commercial break and I'll be back in just a moment. PDNK Beauty Supply, serving the North Metro Atlanta, Georgia area, features professional hair care, skin care, and beauty supply products for all occasions. Located on the corner of Alpharetta Highway and Holcomb Bridge Road, PDNK provides hair care services for braiding, sewing, corn roll, and much, much more. Call today and make an appointment, or stop by and see us. One people, one community. PDK Beauty Supply, designed with you in mind. Family owned and operated, God's driven. Thank you. Washington, D.C. Marisa Peñalosa reports. 
about a dozen patients sit in the lobby of the medical group, a private clinic specializing in drug addiction. It's on a busy street in northeast Washington, and even on the second floor you hear ambulances go by. Dr. Edwin Chapman says that often they stop right outside. We've had overdoses right under the building, right next door to the building. It's an epidemic. We feel like we have a fire underneath us because African Americans are dying every day. Dr. Melissa Clark works with Dr. Chapman. According to the Office of the Medical Examiner in Washington, D.C., opioid deaths among black men between the ages of 40 and 69 have soared in recent years. And one of the reasons is fentanyl, a powerful synthetic opioid that is often laced in heroin and other drugs, says Dr. Clark. People who've even been lifelong heroin users are dying because they don't understand how to titrate those doses. That's part of the challenge, she says. And though it's always been hard for addicts to know the strength of street drugs, fentanyl is even more dangerous. It's a recent Saturday morning. A crowd of mostly health professionals and a handful of patients gather at Dr. Chapman's clinic to talk about this crisis. He introduces his guests to one another. This is Dr. Vincent Jones. Hi. This is Dr. Larry Daniel. Dr. Chapman has been practicing medicine for close to 40 years in Washington, and for 12 years he ran the methadone clinic at the D.C. General Hospital. Those patients were very segregated from the rest of the community, and only their substance abuse was treated. That experience taught him many lessons including the need to address his patient's overall health, not just their addiction, he says. I'm always asked, why do you treat these folks? You know, aren't you afraid? He says he sees drug addiction like any other chronic disease and treats a full load of patients with Suboxone, medication that keeps his patients' relentless cravings in check. Larry Bing is one of his patients. Good morning. I'm 64. I'm an addict, in spite of being on Suboxone and being in therapy, every day ain't a good day for me. Mr. Bing is tall and handsome. He started using when he was 15, and he's tried to quit drugs several times before with methadone, a more conventional treatment offered by the D.C. government. But he relapsed four times. Bing and his wife, Evelyn, have been married for 22 years. I don't think we as African Americans are getting the best resources. As the opioid crisis spikes in D.C., she says many in her community are desperate for help. I would like to see more Dr. Chapman's, drugs off the street, crime stop, more schools, more programs to educate on what drugs do to people. It's going to be what we do at the grassroots level, on the ground, more so than what the federal government is doing. This is very urgent. He's passionate about his work, and at 71, Dr. Edwin Chapman isn't thinking about retirement. Not when my city is right in the middle of a raging epidemic, he says. Marisa Peñalosa, NPR News, Washington. Right. It's a wonderful answer uh, dealing with the opioid crises uh, there in um, in D.C. Man, and, and and what's so amazing is the age bracket that it's happening. You know, as they reported, you're talking uh, the age of uh, men between the ages of forty 
and 69 years old. Again, 40 years of age and 69 years old that this thing is happening. And you have to ask yourself, why is that? You know, why why in the world would the crises affect men of that age? I'll tell you why. The same reason why back in the uh, 70s and 80s, they put all the the major uh, gang leaders in prison. So there's no leadership. So these young people that are coming up, let me tell you something. What the goal is is this. They they know by, by, by 2045, 2050, that this world will be a black and brown nation, predominantly. They know this already. I mean, there's nothing a white America can do about that. So they are in panic mode, man. I mean, this is this is like a, 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 a cold, cold orange. I mean, the highest the highest alert there can be. So they have already got their thirty year plan together as far as as far as what's what what's the fate of black and brown people. And the problem is black and black and brown people have not yet got themselves together to work on one accord. So they still holler, I'm I'm Dominican, I'm Mexican, I'm Argentina, all this foolishness. That keeps you un, uh, that keeps you divided and separated and not organized. And they're going to start ripping these men. I'm talking good men. Getting them on, getting them struck out on drugs. Your man smoking weed. By now, they're lacing the, the weed with fentanyl. They're putting fentanyl in any drug black folks take. And sooner or later, it's, it's going to end up in malt liquor. You will see Negroes dying, just falling out by drinking malt liquor. This is warfare, I told you. And this is urban genocide. And these people know that in order for them to stay in power, they must keep us chaotic, confused, and pointing the thing at one another, and not galvanizing and, and all organizing and having cool heads. So what, what do you do? You get, you, get, you get rid of the men. Look at that, 40, ages between 40 and 60-something years old. That, does that make any kind of sense to you, somebody in their 50s and 60s doing heroin? And that's because they want the young people to fend for themselves. Because they know young folks are, are, are going to react without a game plan. And that's easy. You've got drones. You've got, you, 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 you got armies within armies. Precinct now has army gear. So to go out and kill your sons and daughters, that ain't nothing to them. And, and droves. Anarchy. Is what these people always have to create to stay in power. Because there's no other way they can, they, they can win. And what I'm warning people is, you better get your house in order. You better start organizing some things in your communities. 
and learning your neighbors. I don't care if you're the apartment complex in the hood and the projects. You better begin to, to organize a strategy. Who got the guns? Who got the food? Who got the medicine? Who got the water? Who got the escape route? Flashlights? You're going to need all this, man. Gas masks? These people ain't playing. These people aren't playing. And they're coming because they have no choice. They are from evil. And they've been reigning for over 600 years. So the choice is yours, man. The choice is yours. Either we're going to do something about it and, and begin to build things and, and, and to stop talking a good talk about buy black and, you know, all this all this mumbo-jumbo about uh, black-owned and, and, and all this kind of stuff and wearing, you know, freaking T-shirts that say, well, condo or I buy black, but, it, but not one damn building. Not one place that we can go and have communion and, 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 and begin to plan out strategies. Nowhere. Nowhere. Straight foolishness. You look at you, you look at what's going on in um And um, I think it's Inglewood in California, out there in California, Inglewood, where they're, they're, um, earlier this year uh, they were talking about closing a, a bunch of schools uh, in Inglewood. I think four schools um, out there in California. They don't close four, four schools just to be on one. <laughs> so amazing, man. They're going to they're close four schools just to be on one uh, in that area. And um, that makes any sense. And, and, and what's happening is a lot of people are having, to, of course, having to move out of out of that area uh, in Eaglewood, and um, they're fleeing to other places uh, to, to, to move. And some people who can't afford to uh, move, uh, they're they're uh, they have no alternative but to. Um, to homeschool their kids, man. And they did this in California, I mean, in, in uh, Chicago. They've done it in, in, in Georgia. Virginia, uh, I've done shows on it. They, they, you know, you know, I'd say in, in the last three years, they've closed nearly over 100 plus schools. Moving people out of those neighborhoods. Again, when they want your ass out, oh, they get you out of here. They'll come up. They'll come up with with the right appropriate numbers to make it look like, well, it's not making any money. That's what they do. They love analytics, man, because c- c- you can create whatever world you want to create when you start dealing with numbers. And, and statistics, they are the master of deceit because they're always planning thirty years ahead of time. So they, they say, okay, we need these niggas about here. 
because we want we you know we have some de- developers, you know, I, I, you know Chinese or whomever. We want to come in and, and we want to we want to develop this whole area. They get you out of this, and that's because what I keep saying: we don't build or buy anything. Keep talking about own yards. Keep talking about support black businesses. Buy your own boo boo. When you go when you go and buy a building to own, everybody trying to shop online now. They still have a damn thing online now. Ain't no storefront. So you, you, you have no relationship with the person you're buying from anymore. That's not how black folks operate. I keep trying to tell y'all that. That's why we, 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 it's an illusion. All this buy black and support black, you don't even need nowhere. You know, I mean, shout out to, to my man at, um, at, um, the Black Business Network, Delzino and his wife, they meet every Tuesday. You got to meet people, man. If you're going to create a black business, a black powerhouse coming, you got to meet, man. This brother does it every Tuesday on his own dime. He pays for that shit. He rents out the hall and pays for everything. But you, that's what you have to do. You have to build relations. We, we, we are descendants of Africa. We are a relational type people. That is the only way that we're going to gain back our power. Not through social media, man. Stop sitting on your asses trying to, trying to create, create a dynasty over the Internet. Ain't nothing wrong with it, but every now and then, while you're enjoying that money, go meet some people, some real people. Touch them. Find out what's going on in the community. And see, what, see, what, see how you can help. Paint somebody a house or something. But that relationship builds dynasty because it builds family. And from family community. And from community nations. You must understand this. You must understand this, man. This, this one, I'm going to read this one more piece. And it, and it talks about um, a new study that came out that says that employees, it says employees have done more drugs. <laughs> seven, seven out of ten employees have done, done drugs while at work, which, which we know that is true. I mean, that, that, that's, that's no secret. But, um, Wonderful piece that I came across um, that was on the news, and I want you to check this out, people uh, that um, are actually doing drugs. Seven out of ten employees have done drugs while at work, and and, and that, that's how powerful, man, this thing is, man. This, this opioid, you know, and I'm not, I'm not talking about drugs. I'm not talking weed. I'm talking about people, and I, I, I've known people who have died. That I've worked with that have died of, of opioids. I, I've known I've known three people, and none of them was under the age of 27 years of age. So check out check out this piece that talks about the new study that seven out of ten employees have have uh, done drugs uh, while at work. I'm gonna play this in just a second. Yeah. 
nine. People are getting high on the job. A new study says that is happening. happening a lot in this country in an alarming uh with an alarming frequency the study found that seven out of ten employees have done drugs while at work matt galka joins us live the details of this alarming find uh is this as it seems or are we talking about people on prescription medication what are we talking about here Hey, Jenna, Mark, nearly 70% of people, you just said it, it's alarming, and we're talking about drugs across the board, opioids, marijuana, people across the country were surveyed. So, of course, the question is why, how is this affecting the American worker? It's a number that might be startling. About 7 out of 10 Americans have done drugs while on the job. The numbers come from a new survey from Detox.com after they polled over 1,100 people around the country. Drugs in the workplace are becoming more and more common as the opioid epidemic spreads. Adam McLean is the executive director of Elm Tree Recovery Center in Tempe. He says the number could be on the rise thanks to pain pills and the desire to perform at work. People are looking for performance-enhancing drugs, uh, things like Ritalin, Adderall, and stimulants, because, you know, the expectation is, is if you work harder and work longer hours, then you'll make more money and be better at your job. But what happens is, is that uh, the brain starts to fatigue and people's work performance goes down. The survey found a majority came from the retail and food service industries with education and healthcare ranking third and fourth. I think it's a little unprofessional, but I'm not too surprised about it happening exactly. Well, drugs is something down the job. You think of, you know, if someone's working, like uh, uh, bartending or something like that, they have a drink on the job, you're thinking someone's doing like late night truck haul and they do either, you know, caffeine pills or like uh, um, back in the day, the old mom's little helper kind of pills. That's believable, I guess. So, how does the number come down? By creating an atmosphere where people actually feel like they're in a culture, oftentimes it will help diminish that need to check out with substances. So where is the drug use going on? Well, the people who responded and admitted, admitted to doing drugs on the job say a majority of them say they were doing it in their car right in the parking lot of their workplace. Reporting live tonight, Matt Gelka, Fox 10 News. Interesting piece. Um that I, I, I thought I want, I want to bring to you dealing with, dealing with um, this part of this opioid crisis and, and, and whatnot. And, and again, uh, they say that you know the, uh, retail restaurant wanted to uh, then the I think you said the um, educational teachers and then hospitals. Um, well, hospitals shouldn't be a surprise because they got access to drugs. Uh, another article um, that came out of the um, you know, in in magazine, Newsweek magazine, uh, late last year, was talking about the VA and how the VA uh, fueled the national opioid crises that it has killed uh, thousands of, of veterans, man. And and as we we won't always see that there's always uh, a veterans. And it, this is awful, man. I mean, you can go to any city, any city you want to, and unfortunately, you you will find a veteran laid out somewhere. On the side of the road, whether it be um, Vietnam, the Gulf War, Iraq, Afghan, you name it, just laid out. Many of them have been physically and psychologically uh, psychologically affected 
by war. And yet, they can't get treatment or, or you know, they got to keep, you know, which, which, which blows my mind when you got a veteran, but you want him or her to keep going back to re-register and re-sign up. Re- Are you out of your mind? And bring this document, bring that document, bring so and so. So, just amazing, man. Oh, you didn't have your other paperwork. I'm sorry. Always trying to find a way not to do. I'm talking about the government. What needs to be done. And these brothers and sisters are coming back home and isolated. They're committing suicide, killing themselves, hanging themselves. Because they were getting. Opioids and all types of um, uh, 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 medication for their pain from the from the injuries and missing limbs, and then they come back to the U.S. and and, and the VA is trying to wean them off of it when they've been on it for several years, and now you got cutbacks going on left and right. So now they try to give them some some generic over the counter pill when their bodies have been immune to to, to taking opioids. And instead of trying to put them in some form of treatment, they just just let them go out on their own and figure it out. And lo and behold, they end up again uh, doing some of the most heinous things uh, to themselves. It's amazing, man. And this one thing, it was talking about suicides. It's one. It, it, it was talking about suicides are to blame for 64,000 fatal fatalities a year. So amazing, man. You got, like I said, going all the way back to, uh, to, to, to the, to, to the uh, Iraq and Vietnam War. Hundreds of these men, thousands of these men have, have, have committed suicide. So amazing. And nearly 70,000 or more people die a year <clears throat> from opioids. And what's so amazing is these major corporations, uh, the Mercers and so on and so forth, I forgot the other one, Slater, I forgot the other one, there's a multitude of them that are making money off this thing. Billions of dollars. I, I, I tell white folks all the time, all that, all that, all that um, making math grading in, these wealthy people, they don't see color. The only color they see is green. They don't go damn about you or anybody else. If, if white folks got to, got to die, so be it. But at the end of the day, they're going to get this money. They're going to get this money. You must understand that. We are all in the same boat. The the, the 99 against the 1%. And the 1% is kicking ass, man. Because it has to, the 99 fighting amongst themselves. Thinking one is better than the other. Again, it's warfare. And it's one that sooner rather than later, we're going to have to turn that corner, man. 
and look towards the heavens and begin to galvanize, working on one accord to overthrow the evils of this planet. They got to go, man. I don't care if they look like you, sound like you, they got to go. And if you, you want to go with them, so be it. But the, the time is up. The universe has spoken. And it's time for us to begin a new day with a new nation, man. That's all I came to tell you. This is my time is up, and I thank you all for tuning in. Hope you all were inspired by this show, and please share with somebody. And let them know, man, this, this opioid crisis now, it, it, you know, it's in the black community. And, w- and what they're about to do in short, they're about to roll, it, roll the clock back, and they, they're going to create some laws uh, like they did with, with, with the crack cocaine. And now and, and, and white folks uh, went to treatment for opioid, black folks going to prison. Very simple. Ain't rocket science. Just like, just like they're bringing back all these, all these old sitcoms, these old shows, they're rolling everything back. And they, and they know that they, they got to lock more brothers up in prison. If, if they're going to gain control of this planet, they got to lock your asses up. Black and brown, that's move people. Move or die. Very simple. And as we always say in parting, to know yourselves is to love yourselves, and to love yourselves is spending time with God. We love you. Keep your eye on the step. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.